Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I am joined by my sister, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the third season of 12 Monkeys. Which kind of means spoiling the whole season, possibly relating back to the movie. Possibly back to the movie, but the TV show, it's kind of its own thing, but certainly all three seasons so far. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe through some magic, we'll spoil the fourth season we haven't seen yet. (laughs) Yes. I will spoil that the fourth season is the final season. Oh, that's interesting. And it kind of makes sense, because time travel show, you've got to have it all kind of figured out. And there are times where it's clear to me they've planned out the full season. Well, and let's just be clear. This is a show about the end of time. So knowing there's an end of the show is very helpful for them. Yeah. But it's clear to me they've uh, planned out each season. I don't know how well they'd planned out the whole show. Mm. Yeah. Because when they had the the website on the sci-fi website for... um sci-fi channel website for uh the first season they even had the bounces through time mapped out and stuff and now granted in other seasons there's a lot more time travel and it gets more things traveling in different directions so it gets harder to document well but this is the only show i've ever watched where as i pointed out to you at one point while we were watching it nosebleeds are actually a very useful plot device yeah because that's how they realize their timeline's been reset and they're getting a new memory it's it's more for our benefit than for the characters, I think. True, but it was a useful, okay, something is different, and the character may or may not, but usually is aware. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of things that they introduced this season that make me think if they had planned that out, we would have seen hints of it in the earlier seasons. Such as? The vests. Oh, interesting. This season... We started off with uh, Titan, basically a time-traveling machine city, Mm -hmm. bouncing out of time, the characters kind of split apart, and having to kind of get the band back together, if you will. Yeah. But one of the things we discover is these people in Titan have these vests that are kind of mini time machines. Yeah. One person, self-contained, I can go back in time. But if I come face-to-face with myself to deliver a message to myself, only one of the two me's can move forward from that point. Well, actually what they establish, I think, is that the mach- the time machines can help prevent a paradox. Yes. Not entirely, but that allows you to meet yourself. Because typically what they were doing is they would send themselves back to warn themselves of a problem. And then alter course. Yes. But then to your point, the older version, rather than having that kind of time remnant, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, they basically uh, immolate themselves. Thank you for your service. Yes. And it's an easy way to avoid cluttering up the time stream with like a thousand versions of yourself and the who is the the real version. Yeah. Well, And the odd thing is the younger one wins out. Yes. Yeah. You would almost think the older one should. They can't. Yeah, yeah. Because then they couldn't become the older one and you've kind of disconnected from time. Yeah. Which I would think would offer a certain amount of protections, kind of a temporal immunity, if you will, of once you've kind of disconnected from your time stream, 
then nothing in the past could prevent you because you've already, you know, disconnected your timeline and, and that acts as like a firewall, if you will. Yeah. So I thought the the vests were really cool. I mean, the thing is, they've got like an Iron Man kind of a big blue light on one side. Oh, yeah. Two other lights on the other side. And it's got a... And they've got a synchronized feature. Well, they've got some knobs and they walk us through how it works and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, Jonesy and her team, they're they're really quick on mm-hmm. learning this stuff. I mean, that, I, I just wanted to see one of the, not the two doctors who have names, but one of the others... Well, I think if you just do this and suddenly he's like blipped out and you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, very much. The vest comes back, but he doesn't or something. Yeah. Uh, or he emulates, you know, whatever kind of a, hmm, we should be more careful. Yeah. So, but not having seen that in the previous seasons feels a little odd. Well, not having even seen it like in the background on a character and wondering what are those blue lights. Because these were lights that, you know, we're outside a building and people inside the building are wandering around wearing it. And we're going, hey, look at all those blue lights wandering around through the windows. There's an aspect of it almost feeling kind of Japanese anime-ish. Yeah. With a steampunk kind of a vibe. I mean, it's... It's it, cosplay ready. It is. It's something that if they don't do cosplay versions of those, I think they've missed a major opportunity. Yeah. It's probably one of the most marketable prop-like things they've got. Yeah. And they, they looked cool. Again, a little steampunky, a little LED versus, you know, and a little, I don't know, it was it gave it a signature look. Yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect. This whole season was around who is the witness, finding the witness, and all of that. Well, going just to kind of high-level themes, the show frequently is about motherhood. Mm-hmm. And the word mother. Um, but we had a lot of nature versus nurture ton of that yeah uh we had especially towards the end we had some self-fulfilling prophecy well the whole theme of the show is obviously around time around moving forward and they refer to time as as the enemy both just conceptually how doctors can't save you but just buy you time essentially and the whole motherhood in terms of the the species moving forward Mm -hmm. um Again, nature versus nurture, uh, like we were talking about there. Motherhood in terms of individual, actual genetic families, in terms of emotional families yeah. and communities, uh, mother-hen aspects, if you will. Well, and also how to propagate knowledge yes. forward in time, and are things predestined or not, mm-hmm. and we actually get them a couple of times in the season actually using the time travel to uncover secrets, to just, to, to witness things. Yes. Yeah. And I thought some of that was pretty interesting. Um, they introduce, uh, not introduce, but they pull in one of the characters as a regular that had pretty much just been recurring of um, Olivia. Oh, yes. And one of the other characters that got pulled in more or less full time last time was, uh, was Deacon. Deacon has had an interesting path over the course of the series. Yeah. He's a character actor that highly recognizable, but it was one of those where do we know him from yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah, and very talented, and oh. I think this show really showed that off. I thought the episode that was the best for him was when he had been taken captive on mm-hmm. Titan yeah. and was healing up, and the scenes between him and that actor as his father. Yeah. Because just the different look, the glasses, the hat, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. 
he looked different enough that it was, oh, it's a family resemblance, sort of, it's versus the same guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He really, he pulled that off great. Yeah. Well, and especially as he was getting kind of towards the end of those scenes, and he's yelling at the father figure of, I've known all along you weren't really here, that I needed mm-hmm. someone to hate, someone to drive me. Yeah. You know, and he's been working through his issues with his father that we've known all along that he had, but he just did it so well. Mm-hmm. Well, and there were times where he was clearly fighting sometimes his better nature, sometimes, you know, in the other direction or whatnot with the kind of, you know, I'm sorry I killed you, but I've gotten over that. Yes. This is no longer on me. This is on you. Well, at the beginning of the season, because last season he killed Jaffer, old Jaffer. And that's sort of important to realize because young Jaffer is brought in to take old Jaffer's place. Although that aspect really, they kind of dropped that at the end of the last season and it did not carry over. There was no, yeah. how do you grow up to be the person who led us sort of yes. question. Yes. Well, and I was teasing you when we sat down to watch this that I felt like I cheated. I watched the last two episodes of last season. Mm-hmm. Before we watched this season, because I just wanted that memory jog of, okay, where were we at? Well, and it was funny because before we started watching this, now this this season aired on three consecutive nights, mm-hmm. four episodes, three episodes, three episodes. Yeah. And before watching this stuff, I was trying to remember, okay, where exactly did it leave off? I remember where we left um, Cassie in Titan, but it's like, where was everybody else? What was the exact, you know, nature of things? Because a lot happened in that finale. Yes. And in a, they have to address these cliffhanger things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was teasing you when we sat down to watch of, they have this concept that only on a time travel show can you have, that they have to kind of deal with, which is Cole and Cassie spent time in the 1950s. They spent a year mm-hmm. trying to figure out where a paradox was going to happen of a primary. Trying to stop it. They failed to stop it. They ended up living together for two years. And having a very emotional two years. Having a relationship, mm-hmm. etc. And she got pregnant. And then I forget how he... Oh, he drank the tea as I recall. He managed to go back into himself and go back to the day of the primary paradox. And he had the opportunity to prevent it. Mm. And so now these two years where they lived together and they had the romantic relationship and they had the freedom from the mission and the burden and all this stuff hasn't happened yet. And he is face to face with a gun standing between the primary who's about to be paradoxed and the person who's going to do it and Cassie's next to the primary and before he can stop the paradox basically he turns to Cassie and says I'm sorry and then he stops it mm-hmm. and it's such a powerful moment because he's telling her I'm sorry without telling her I'm sorry I'm taking away from us these two years that we had without all the burdens of feeling like we're responsible for preventing the plague and the future. and It's funny because when we were watching the season, it made sense to prevent the paradox. They needed to go down the road they did. The issue I have with that is 
Not that she remembers the timeline she didn't live through. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. They've done enough time travel, echoes of memory, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's her actually having the baby. And that was the part that when we sat down to watch and the previous season had ended with the announcement at Titan by the people who've kidnapped her of you are carrying the child that will be born because he was conceived out of time. And I'm asking you, those two years didn't happen. They didn't have the physical act that creates the child. But that's the thing. I've given a lot of thought to time travel over the years, just because I find it a a fascinating kind of intellectual problem. And there have been some great time travel movies and Mm -hmm. TV shows and novels over the years. Mm -hmm. Everything from Back to the Future and Christopher Lloyd guest starred this season to Quantum Leap and a number of others. So in my mind, take three-dimensional space, up, down, left, right, forward, backward. Shrink it down to a a point in time. Mm -hmm. Take that point, draw it on a a timeline. Okay. Okay. That is linear time. Okay. Okay. So now we've just got all of space and we can just deal with that. Now, when you travel in time, much like they did for that season where they had the the map on the the website, you're on that timeline Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Take Wednesday, draw up and back down to to Monday. Okay. That arc is is the time jump. It's outside of linear time. Yes. Well, and that is how the child was created out of time. No. That's, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Oh, okay. Okay. In other words, that's kind of how they would get back to the 50s to begin with. But at that point, once you've jumped back in time, it's like you're on a road. It's got one layer of pavement. When you jump back, you're laying another layer. Mm. It may not be very thick. It may not be very pronounced. It may not be very visually different than what was there before. Mm-hmm. But it's different. But see, I guess my concept on the time travel thing is you have one physical body. Well, and that's the thing. And it they, ages. That period where they lived together for two years existed, okay? For James, it continued to exist because he went back. Now, this time, because he went back through the... The, the T. The his, T. His, his mental... His, his consciousness. His consciousness went back, not his body. So that allows it to play by slightly different rules. But because the consciousness went back, the physical body went on another path. Yeah. So it's not that you've got to physically travel back in time. It's just that you've got to be able to make different decisions, so at least a consciousness has to go back. I guess my point, though, is their bodies never went to the house to do the events. That's the thing. It's, it's not that they never did. It's that the version that moves forward didn't. Yeah. It's a matter of, should she have been pregnant? I'm thinking, no, because she hadn't been that her, hadn't been there for yeah. the, 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 the sequence of events. But there, the sequence of events that would have led to her being pregnant did happen in one reality. Yes. So what we're seeing is is sort of a, a reality bleed over. In my mind, the child was not conceived out of time. It's just the time he was conceived in was overwritten. Yeah. And it, it may seem like a subtle semantic decision, uh, difference or whatever, but to me... It, 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 well, to me, it's the equivalent of saying there are an infinite number of parallel Earths, and on each of these Earths, at every intersection you approach, you can either turn left or right. Well, and one of the theories of multiple universes is every decision point, if you could only go left or right, and it's a binary decision, reality forks in two. Right. If it's a roll of the dice, it forks in six. See, if it's a pick of a card, in 52. I don't even want to contemplate in 52. But 
But I guess my point is, to me, the child was conceived in a parallel reality. They, I agree with that. That's not the direction they went in. Yes. And they had other stuff this season to back that up. Particularly when um, Ethan, who's a character introduced this season, sort of. Um, everything's sort of. It's time travel, well, so it's confusing. Anyways. Yeah. When his girlfriend, essentially, mm. dies. When, and he keeps trying to save her, and she always dies that day. And that's a fascinating concept that a lot of people who believe in time travel have, which is when it is your time to die. No matter by what means you die that day, you are meant to die that day. What I'm curious is, out of the hundreds of times he tried to save her, had he ever gone far enough back in time to prevent her from having gotten the staph infection? And that's one of the things I wondered, too. Because Cassie's pregnancy would have is the equivalent to if, say, James had gotten shot in one sequence of mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. shoulder wound, whatever, okay? And then in another timeline, doesn't get shot at, but still gets the shoulder wound. I vote he never tried to prevent the staph infection. And the reason I say that is because his treating the staph infection and bringing her home is what made her willing to give him a chance for a personal relationship. Fair enough. And I think he wouldn't have gambled. No, and I agree with that, but it would have really put into question, was she foretold to die at that point? Yeah, yeah. Now, the thing that I voted... They don't They don't listen to my votes when I scream out at the TV. Could no, this plot point don't. happen? Um, but the thing that I voted could happen when it became clear that Cole and Cassie were going to go back to the time period, mm-hmm. be it the day she died or the week after she died. Um, my vote was, okay, so you go back and you help your son. Because the whole point seems to be we can change the path he's on as the witness to create the doomsday. And if losing his love is what turns him away from the path to good, then we help him. Yeah, there are a number of ways they could have could have dealt with that. The other thing that I saw as a possibility when we realized how similar the mask that she wore as a thief, the mm-hmm. girlfriend, to the mask he wears at the end is was what if Jones was the one who came back in time trying to find the witness and kill him, the witness being Ethan, and accidentally killed his girlfriend, the thief? Well, the thing is, her dying because of her thievery made sense. Yes. Her dying that same night almost out of happenstance because of the the, the fallout from the staph infection and the way it was treated, etc. That was a little more kludgy or whatever because the the easy solution to her being hunted down by the person she robbed was to have found those things she had stolen Mm. down the line steal them again and then give them to the guy back in the past so from his point of view yeah he'd been robbed but the stuff had been returned what she died later the same day he rescued her from the thieves it's the next morning or something potentially so one of the things I asked you was, why didn't he take her to the future for proper medical care? Or he, go to the future, get the proper medical care, bring it back. I mean, there Well, are... he said he tried to bring future medication back to her. Yeah. But he never seemed to try and take her to a future hospital. Ego. And that could be. Now, he one... was brilliant enough to save her. 
One of the things that that introduced in an interesting way was almost a uh, like mother, like son, like father, like son aspect, which is in a previous season, we saw Cole talk to his father. This season, we saw Cassie turn to her mother Mm -hmm. for advice. In both cases, they're showing up as adults, not revealing, hey, by the way, I'm your child from the future. And seeing Ethan do that. Yeah. One the- For everyone who hadn't guessed and hadn't seen it, Ethan is the son of yes. the two leads, uh, James and, and uh, Cassie. Well, one of the things that was interesting there is the baby is taken from Cassie the day he's born. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be raised by the army of the 12 monkeys to be their witness and uh, their prophet, basically. But they name him Adrian. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a subtle, they don't say it often, but it's, you know, he's Adrian. But when we meet him as an adult, James Cole had met him once when mm-hmm. he was like 10 years old. Had been prepared to kill him because, well, he's the witness and he's bad. But Jefford said, look into his eyes and make sure you're actually seeing a bad person. It was a really good season for Jennifer. It was. It was. She gets to do the crazy. She gets to do the 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 sane. She gets to do the the voice of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, the best episode for her was when they were planning the heist. Yes. Yeah. And we get her telling the story Olivia had told her. So we see the actress of Olivia essentially channeling the crazy Jennifer. Yeah. Um, and we also get a bit more time paradoxical sort of things, mm-hmm. and just some fun stuff in the eighties. Right? They had. A couple of episodes that were just a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to me that James Cole had told his, you know, preteen son, your name is Ethan. In case they never Mm -hmm. told you, your mother named you Ethan. And when we see him as an adult, he's going by Ethan. Well, and it was also kind of foreshadowed when we see in the first episode of the season, the two Jameses meet. One with the, the vest, the time travel vest or whatever. And he's talking about, you know, there's all this stuff that you're going to have to do with this, with that, with Ethan, with that, you know. Yeah. And at that point, he's like, who's Ethan? Oh, well, you'll find out kind of a thing. Well, and it's interesting in there that older Cole says, you know, there's hope, the fight's worth fighting, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then when younger Cole gets sucked away by his time travel tether and Cassie comes out of the other room. And says, why did you tell him that? I mean, you know how hard this is. And he's like, because that's what you needed to hear to get through it. I want to see that scene again at the end of next season. Because Cassie has a streak of gray in her hair. Yeah. So it's been some time. Maybe more for her than for him. Yeah. But for that to kind of be the end cap Mm -hmm. of, you know, I know how you get through this. I could tell you how you get through it. But because of causality. Yeah. We can't. And. The whole team gets a lot more mature about that aspect with that heist episode of, well, we can't just take what we want. Yes. Because it still has to be there to be found, so we learn that it's there to be taken. Well, and the person who is purchasing it at the auction can't know we saw it. It'll change their actions. Yeah. There's this whole domino falling aspect where they realize if you're really careful, Mm -hmm. you can swap some stuff out. Yeah. But there's there's tight rails around what you could do. And that was not something introduced this season. That was introduced, I guess, last season with Hannah. 
Yeah. And again, that was a good episode for Jennifer there too, where yes. it's a, you've seen what's been seen, now see what hasn't been seen, and that's what you can change. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't rewrite the words, but you can play around the edges. Yeah. Well, one of the things that the time travel allows is Deacon, in hindsight, either wishes he hadn't killed Jennifer or wishes he'd had a second chance to do something different in that moment. He doesn't know what. I think Deacon comes to the realization there is a much bigger picture at play here Yes, than he had even been remotely aware of. Well, but at the very first episode this season... He's already thinking killing her was not my finest hour. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he's been trying to find a way with her. At the end of last season, when the daughters that followed Jennifer were very much on a, he killed old you, we need to kill him. She looks at him and says, can't you see how miserable and upset he is? Mm -hmm. You know, He's punishing himself far more than we could. Just let yeah. it be. But in the first episode here, when they're trying to escape Titan, Deacon, or may have been at the very end of last season, and we kind of pick up there this season, but Deacon pretty much sacrifices himself to protect Jennifer. Oh, yeah. That was very much at the end of last season, beginning of this. That was kind of the scene they used to sort of bridge or whatever. Yeah. And that was when I realized, okay, Deacon, I mean, as much as there were times in like the, when we first met Deacon, which I think was even first season. Where it's, okay, he's getting the short end of the stick, character-wise. Well, at that point, he was, I don't see the evil person, but the one who certainly damaged and had made some, some, not even bad decisions, but unfortunately necessary ones for his path. He was the one being used to show us the worst of what the culture had become. This is where you can go if you're not careful kind of a thing. Yeah. And in my mind, he's realized he is not the hero of, of the story. Or any story. Well, not just any story, but he's starting to realize there is a particular story being told here. True, but even if he can't be the hero of the big story, he's not the hero of any little adventure. When they get the map of the witnesses' time and everything, and his name is not anywhere. Well, and that was the thing. He <laughs> he starts to have a crisis of, of identity there. Yeah. Of everybody else is on here where the hell am I? Do I not contribute to the story? Yeah. He knows he's not the big bad. Yeah. He's clearly not the hero. He's not even rating a footnote. Yeah. Do I hold no meaning? Do I contribute nothing? And, I mean, he really has had a pretty decent path of redemption. He's waffled, if you will, prior to killing old Jennifer. And that was when he really started his path to redemption of wait a sec i went too far even i can see i went too far well the funny thing is there's an easy i don't say out but an easy uh way to address all of that they establish a 30-year period where this map of time and causality is kind of unaccounted for mm, yeah there's nothing to say that during the period that ethan and uh uh Jennifer were at the crypt and all that stuff, a prolonged unknown period of time that they couldn't have drawn an edited version. Yes. In other words, what we see, what Olivia had seen, may not be what Ethan had originally drawn. Yeah, that's true. And it could be that Deacon was explicitly removed. Yeah. 
So he could be this free agent. So he could have, I don't want to say the semblance of free will or whatever, but so he could blindside Olivia. Yeah. So yeah. there's some definite fun stuff. And if they do that, to me, that's not cheating. No. Because. Well, because Jennifer was there for it all. Jennifer was the one who Xeroxed the big map when she found it. She was the one who made the conscious decision to have her hand, oops, slip and cover Well, but the thing is, you couldn't edit out the information she was covering up. Yes. It just would not have made sense. Yes. Okay? But to have somebody like Deacon, who's kind of on the fringes, and while he has been involved in key moments, but he was not pivotal to them. I guess my point is, since we already know that she wanted it edited, to now have her have the opportunity with someone with a time travel vest to edit the core of it, not just the outer edge where her Even hand... Even that... Well, I guess it's 2017 where they're at. They would need the vest. I was going to say, they've got the time. The thing is, they can not just block out parts that were there, but they could literally redraw and redirect and therefore play an even longer con yeah. on Olivia than Olivia was playing on them. Yeah. And well, I want to was... see the next season have that level of payoff. It was very clear to me from the moment the four horsemen, the guardian slash tutors, were introduced mm. that people who would manipulate and steer and guide and not in a positive direction had been chosen. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, what's a little perplexing about the series is the army of the 12 monkeys. When we first see them in first, second season, the way they're done up with all the ceremonial coverings and mm-hmm. whatnot, they had one almost aboriginal sort of a look, as I recall. Then what we're seeing this season with the tutors and the vests, it's a much more high-tech thing. We've got all the robes and stuff. In we're the seeing the version from 2163. We've seen multiple versions and yeah. not a clear yeah. timeline. I almost want to have an episode next season where, because they're really good about we come back, we see somebody, cut to a mer- commercial break with the, okay, I wonder how they got there question, mm-hmm. come back, and they, they 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 connect that. Like they did with Ramsey's yes. history. If they could do an episode like that, for here is from the point of origination for what led to the 12 monkeys all the way through and kind of what their, their game plan was, complete with as things are getting rewritten. We see it one way, we see it another, we see it another. Yeah. Because it may be that what happens is... The path of the 12 monkeys kind of arcs in a different direction because of all of these things. Yeah. Or snaps back because of Olivia or because of, you know, whatever's going on. They've got a depth of of story going on, mm-hmm. certainly of plot and of character. Well, the characters fascinate me in terms of Cole and Cassie went to such great lengths to rescue Hannah, to mm-hmm. save Hannah to eventually get Hannah back to Jones. Mm -hmm. They're loyal to Jones, even at times when they realize Jones isn't going to care that the witness is our son. Even when Jones finds out the witness is their son, she still wants to kill him because in her mind, it'll save 7 billion lives. She's blinded by the mission, Jones. Yes. And yet at the end... When they could run faster, escape easier, if they didn't save Jones, they save Jones. The difference between her and them. 
yes. Cassie and James have that humanity that Jones has allowed herself to ignore. Jones knows she's doing, I don't say evil things, but bad things in the greater in name of the greater good. Yeah. She's very much an ends justify the means. And at times, Cassie and James are that way. Yeah. But they always kind of pull back of, but those ends better not need justifying. Yeah. And the means, you can you can bend, you can, you can lean over the edge, but don't fall. Whereas, certainly at times, uh, Jones is just almost monstrous. Yeah. And I'm expecting that the fix for all of this stems back to preventing the time travel to begin with. Yeah. Almost by shooting her in her crib, if need be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my mind of, of a time Which travel, would be ironic. It would be. Um, well, particularly if the question were to go to her, if we kill this person, if we kill this baby here, we can prevent all of this. She would be, yes, do it. By the way, it's you. Yeah. She'd probably still say, yes, do it. Yeah, because more than once, she said, if we kill one person, we can save seven billion. Therefore, we shall kill the one person. And, and there's no, I don't say there's no right or wrong answer on that. It's it's an unanswerable question. Yes. Because there's an aspect of if sacrificing one will literally save the world, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I understand the willingness to do that. Mm-hmm. But then it's a numbers game. Well, if it's two to the world, I mean, yeah. at what point, well, it's a break even at this point, half the world live, half stuff, you know. Yeah. There, there comes a point where, you know, again, you're, you're placing a value on one life versus other lives. It's, it's not a math to do. No. But my mindset with the time travel story is, you know, if, 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 if I were suddenly to have a time machine right here and right now and decided to, to take advantage of it and do that jump in time, there's a certain part of me that knows that I am never coming back to the here and now as it is here and now. Yes. Because the minute I go into the past, things change. Yes. Well, and- when last we saw Ethan before he came to Titan to rescue his parents. Mm-hmm. He was in 2018 Paris with Jennifer. But when he goes to rescue his parents, he says, don't worry, I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. I think these, he's got a few steps in between. Yeah, me too. I expect him to guest star next season, not uh, not recur. His, I think his story is basically done. I think that he did things next season with his parents. Between the... Uh, that's what I'm saying, yeah, is yes. Between the being shot and the rescuing, that helped put him in the mindset he was in for that rescue scene. Yeah. And I think that's going to make whatever they write for his character interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I expect when he shows up, it will matter. Yeah. But I expect because when he shows up, it'll matter, he'll only show up a handful of times, if that. I think it's fascinating that in these 10 episodes, we saw what amounts to his entire lifespan. Pretty much. I'm almost wondering if they spend the final 20 minutes or so of the, the final episode just kind of, they, at some point in time, something changed, things are better, mm-hmm. and we start to see the happily ever after sort of a thing they get. Well, it will be odd about that. To My way of thinking is I think of Cole and Cassie as a couple, mm-hmm. but if... They're a generation apart in age. Yes. So the question is... Do the time-traveling versions of them come back, have a life that allows for Ethan, you know, do they see Ramsey and so forth grow? I mean, are they able to, how does it play out is what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, do we get to see a 
2146 or whatever that the, the future time they're based 2047. in 2047 or whatever where at the time machine instead of jones is jennifer yes and they're fixing time or you know whatever i don't know mm-hmm. you know primary with a mission kind of a yeah a, a thing um does jones ends up with the the boyfriend from the alternate timeline does her husband stick around i mean getting some semblance of what was the happy path yeah time could have gone down um, would be fine. It's a question of how much time do they need for that? Because I expect that to be much like the Ramsey episode last season, where or season before, where it's just a almost a rapid fire kind of a thing. Yes, but there are a couple of episodes where we get tons of jumps in time. Other episodes where they cover like five years of history just in in, in spurts, like when Jennifer was stuck back in World War Two. That was funny. It was well done. Um, you know, the the plays she performed in uh, the album she put together to try and get Jones's attention. Yeah, a um, Victorian era, I guess. You know, rendition of Jaws and whatnot on the theater. Yeah, it was. They had some nice kind of jabs at society or whatever, or just pop culture. And- she tried to give a postcard to a priest that was addressed to James Cole. Saying, hey, Otterize, I'm waiting for you mm-hmm. in 1920, whatever. And she gives it to the priest and says, can you mail this in 95 years? And he's going, none of us will be alive. Like, I'll be dead then. And she, her response is, when even God won't help you. Yeah. She had some good lines. It was, it was a fun season. And they covered at least a 150-year time frame. Yeah. Uh, with allusions to previous uh, periods. The Romans and, and uh, Ethan jumping back to the pyramids and whatnot. Well, we went from 1891 to 2163. Yeah, so a little over 100. Yeah. Um, actually, probably 250. Anyways. Yeah, just a significant amount of time with with indications that Ethan had gone even further back. Yeah. And most of it is either you know old timey London, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, I don't say a staple for television, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's yeah. something that's been done and very doable um and whenever they would go to any other time frame the 80 i mean they're usually fairly easy to do and or jennifer, when they were in the future it was kind of isolated jennifer had an amazing wardrobe i want to know how this uh base they've got <laughs> post-apocalyptic has the costuming for her to go 60s 80s whatever era uh-huh. for jennifer but this endless supply of paper for her. Pristine, perfectly flat, white, yeah. Large size paper, yeah. too. Because, I mean, she's doodling all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like such a rundown place anyways. But that was the other thing they set up this season for next. Mm, yes. The insurance. It's like, well, is this a load-bearing wall? Well, yes. Okay, well, then just make a hole in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to me, that's a... Either they're... Moving the time machine, building the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they established that sometime in the next two years, the place gets blown up. Yeah. And it wasn't the um the paradoxical tortoises that I was afraid it was. They seemed to survive that. That was funny, though. Yeah. They've... Uh... I loved how she used... I mean, you've got your typical uh, time delay bomb. Yes, but by doing it, by putting a strawberry between two versions of the same tortoise. Yes. It, uh... And she apologized. 
to the tortoises before leaving. I was surprised she did it, to be honest. So was I. The uh, the stopwatch, or the, not stopwatch, the pocket watches. Yeah. For, for the Titan one made sense. Yeah. I was a little surprised the Titan people didn't have some kind of like a time gun. They came out with automatic weapons suddenly there at the end. Yeah, but I would have expected, if you can do a time vest. Yes, I agree. A ray gun that just ages you or de-ages you or... That's kind of funny. I mean, imagine if you've got one that, that ages you and suddenly you're, you you see somebody, they're a teenager, they get shot, you see them age to old age, crumble to dust, and they're gone. Yeah. You see one of their people get shot by, you know, a machine gun, they flip a dial, they shoot the guy, and he kind of blips back three minutes, and now they're good. You know, there's there's fun stuff they can do. Yeah. And I think they do a good job. Ten episodes in three nights was an interesting release schedule. Mm-hmm. And it seemed, it felt, at least in the writing, planned for. It worked. It didn't feel like there was a, where the, the, the story breaks were felt about right. Yeah. I just, I don't know what led to that. It was July last year when the previous season ended. This is uh, May when it went, so most of a year. Next and final season is 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. So whether they'll drop it that way all at once, don't know. The previous two seasons are on Hulu right now. That's where I watched those last two episodes. It's worth marathoning it. I think it plays better that way because they tend to have a lot going on in just the complexity of a time travel story. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember which character is where, when, why. And who. And who. <laughs> I mean, there's one character that I refer to as time is patience, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he gets a name and I... I expect him to be a regular next season and to have uh, an episode where we get his backstory. Mm, yes. Who is he and why? Yeah. And there are a couple of characters that I thought we got this season, but never really... I mean, we know the the role they play, but we didn't really get to know them. I'm thinking specifically the uh, Christopher Lloyd character. He was the father of uh, Olivia. Or, well, because Olivia's brother is creepy guy. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'd forgotten they were brother and sister. Just normally when we see them, they've aged differently. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was the father, and to me, that I knew where he fit in the role of things, but I never really felt we got to know him that well. Yeah. I felt like uh, he was kind of the evangelical sucker of the messenger he married. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. It's just... Having Christopher Lloyd in a time travel TV show is always fun. Yeah. And he did a great job. It's just, if he had more than 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. It's just, and he's not a young man anymore. But uh, again, his place in the uh, the cinema time travel stuff is... Very true. Rock solid. I mean, well, Doc and, Brown. And I mean, going back to uh, the scenes he was in... Uh, young Ethan is doing the drawing and he's muttering about Jennifer and he's acting very primary for lack of a better term. And that's when Cole first says, hey, wait a sec, our son is a primary. Mm -hmm. um, and we're seeing, we're cutting back to Jennifer also drawing. But it isn't until the season finale that I pieced together what had been happening in that scene, which is that's when she had first been drawing the dying man. And he had been muttering, Jennifer, I'm the dying man. I knew that when he was drawing, she tended to be drawing, and that it was a 
they were communicating across time. Yeah. But the message being sent was not clear until. Yeah. Because we'd also seen a couple of flashes where it looked like it could have been Cassie or James that were the dying person. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they met up in the mausoleum that had been built for Eliza was very nice. Yeah. There was an aspect of Ethan's place in uh, 1899 London-ish with all the books he'd written of his travels and stuff where it just made me question how quickly he wrote, how fast he traveled. Yeah, yeah. Because just uh, even if you write five or six pages a day, I figure each of those are at least 80 pages. You've yeah. got this whole library full of them. Just, you know, working the math, it, it was a little odd. Yeah. But it... Uh, we never saw the solar charger for the iPad. Yes. How you recharge an iPad back in uh, ancient London. Or not ancient, but you know what I mean. 1890s. Pre-Apple London. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if we'll ever see him buy one of the, buy, buy it, too. You know, anyways. They, they had some fun stuff. I enjoy the series. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It uh, was one that when it started, it's like, I didn't really like the movie. We'll see how it goes. Oh, it's about an apocalypse. I fully expected Guy hops back in time, stays in linear time, trying to prevent the apocalypse. Either they do it or they don't. Not the wonderful time hopping we've been getting. Yeah. Yeah. They've really exceeded my expectations. And going back briefly to the movie, which was... Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis? Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis. I'm trying to think who else. Um, the, I almost want to say the Jennifer Goins character, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, it definitely was. Um, you know, the Army of the Twelve Monkeys in that one was born out of the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And it was born out of a comment that Cole made when he accidentally ended up there in contact with him. So, very different kind of origin if you will but one of the images that kind of stuck out to me there was brad pitt in this circular ward of beds Mm -hmm. and he's kind of counting off the 12 inmates if you will of the ward and that's where he's getting this army of the 12 monkeys because we're monkeys in the insane asylum yeah concept and I really don't think that the show has given us much of a, a concept or an idea of why Army of the Twelve Monkeys. We got some good foundation for why The Witness. I think first season, second season, we might have gotten some. It's hard to remember. They draw monkeys. A, uh, I thought we'd gotten something with Jennifer trying to be an act, animal rights activist or some mm, such. Okay. I mean, they've covered so much ground in this series. Very true. Very true. At one point in the season, she's kind of walking down the hallways in her dreams, and it's like, oh, yeah, this was from where she did this. This was from where she did that. Mm -hmm. That seems like a really long time ago. Yes. And it was. Yeah. So it's one that once they finish the thing, it could be fun, not that we necessarily would ever have the time, but to kind of blast back through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and just kind of see how tight the writing really was. Yeah. I'm sure there are going to be a few gaps maybe here and there, but by and large, it's been pretty good. Yeah. We've had a number of characters come and go, but that's the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it really lands the ending. I hope they've got a really tight uh, final season. Based on how the previous seasons have gone, I, I expect they will. Yeah. So, well, again, if you haven't checked it out, I would, I would. you said it's on Hulu. So It's on Hulu, the first two seasons. I expect the third to join it in the not-too-distant future. At this point, I think the character to watch is Olivia. 
Olivia's the main bad person next season. No two ways about it. We're going to get the uh, the patient's guy, whatever, yeah. the other, the number two guy there is going to be uh, her kind of right-hand man, potentially lover, whatever, next season. So those two are the main bad guys. We've got the surviving five, if you will, of Jonesy, Hannah, uh, James, Cassie, and Deacon. Mm-hmm. Somehow they're going to reunite with Jennifer, mm-hmm. maybe at the base in the future, maybe not, don't know. But then kind of, you know, go down the path. I'm sure they're going to introduce another character or two. At this point, Cole does not have a vest, but we know in the future he has one. I thought I saw him holding one at the end. Interesting. Clearly he needs to get one. Yeah. So if nothing else, they'll make another raid at Titan, go steal yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, because when we saw Jennifer at the mausoleum, she was still drawing. Yes. So that implies more visions, more stuff. Well, at the very end, um, she was at uh, Ethan's house. That's right. That's right. I'd forgotten that. That's where they were. Yeah. Do you know when they were at Ethan's? 2018. Interesting. Ethan has the same approach his father had to the room at the Emerson. Yeah. Buy it and make sure it'll be yours for all time. Neat trick. Yeah. I'm, um, look, I'm and looking we forward know, to where they go. We know it was 2018 because uh, he had a laptop open with Cassie doing her CDC report. On that's right yeah the the virus the plague yeah it's one that it's worth paying attention to there are a lot of details a lot of callbacks and it's if they don't have literally a diagram of their timeline on their writing room wall i'd be amazed i think they should be selling a poster of that map of the witnesses time thing. poster of the map mm-hmm. a poster along the lines of what they'd had on the website for the first season of the time jumps mm-hmm. do it by season or whatever or potentially just a, a, I don't say a picture book, but you know what I mean, kind of a thing. And then uh, cosplay versions of the vests. Yeah, definitely. Anything else? Or is that pretty much it? I think that does it. Yeah, definitely people should check it out. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We look forward to watching the fourth season. Yeah, it's a show that gets better with each season, which yeah. says something. Yeah, definitely. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.